Welcome to the Practice Podcast, your go-to source for simplified mindfulness practices, holistic well-being teachings, and tools based in modern science and ancient wisdom for living an empowered life. I'm your host, Daphne Lyon, a wellness educator on the journey with you. Want to hear more meditation tools and practices to live an empowered life? Visit my website at DaphneLyon.com. Sit back, relax, let's take a deep breath in together. Exhale, let it all go. And enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every other Wednesday. Welcome to episode two of season two. Don't throw anyone out of your heart. This is a continuation of our first episode on loving kindness. And in this one, we're diving a bit deeper into our relationship with others and the practice of loving kindness. So when we cultivate compassion for ourselves, specifically through loving kindness meditation, we cultivate compassion for others. How we treat ourselves and our ability to meet ourselves in any moment as is often dictates how we treat others and meet them where they are in their journey in life. In the meditation practice of loving-kindness, which is a Buddhist practice called Metta, not the Facebook Metta, this one has two T's, and it's the practice of befriending ourself, life, and all others. What I find so interesting is that Metta does not mean you must be friends with everyone. Because sometimes we need to set healthy boundaries with people. Meta does not mean we can never get angry or we must suppress any ill-feeling emotions. Instead, it's this reminder to never throw anyone out of your heart. I got that saying from Ramdas, who is a bhakti, which is a love-oriented yogi and spiritual teacher. He says to never put them out of your heart. And his guru consistently taught to love everybody. In loving kindness meditation, Ramdas teaches that the ego, the mind, who we think we are, makes the journey to the heart, our soul, who we really are. In one of his mantra meditations, he uses the mantra, I am, which is the part for the ego, loving awareness which is the part for the heart and while tapping the heart space physically he'll tap the center of the heart the middle of the chest we repeat i am loving awareness and it reminds us and helps us cultivate that loving awareness that is natural within all of us Meta is that essence of humanity, that we are all connected to love everybody. Now, was Facebook onto something when they changed their name to Meta? 
I feel like we all have our judgments about Facebook and whether or not it's good or bad for humanity. But putting that aside, the truth of calling Facebook meta is that we are all connected. And that's really their mission is to connect, to log into one of their apps and stay connected to each other. And similarly, meta, the one with two T's, is this reminder that we are all connected. It's our essential truth. It's less about who is good or bad and more about realizing and honoring this connection and making the best of it through loving kindness. This is why in the practice of loving kindness, you can act angry, but you don't throw anyone out of your heart because that goes against our true connection, our true nature. This practice is not meant to suppress our emotions. Of course, you can be mad at someone, but you can't do away with them because that is like doing away with yourself. To throw someone out of your heart, we must contract, we must build walls. When we close one door, we essentially have to close all others in case it seeps out and they find a way back in. We build a fortress that ends up harming ourselves. It's very similar to emotions. If we try to suppress an emotion because it's painful or uncomfortable, we have to close down shop, blockading one road to prevent that emotion from spilling out and all of a sudden, we have to close off every path to our heart. I always notice when I'm feeling off or fragmented, I become very judgmental and very blamey. I don't even think that's a word, but I try to blame anyone or anything for this negative feeling. And what's so interesting about that is that when I feel fragmented, not in alignment, I know my sympathetic nervous system is activated, which means my threat detector, that's the amygdala, the oldest part of the brain, gets hyper alert until my body and brain feel safe again. So the inner critic surfaces because that's the one, as we've discussed in previous episodes here, that tries to keep us safe, but it's also very judgmental. And so it's really trying to keep us safe the best way it knows how, which might not be so beneficial for us. When we practice loving kindness meditation, I activate the ventral vagal. That's the parasympathetic nervous system, the opposite of the fight flight, also called rest and digest. And interestingly enough, it's also called tend and befriend. It's part of the nervous system that I believe is linked to our inner wisdom. And it's in this space, part of the nervous system, that the amygdala is not on high alert. And I'm connected to my whole brain and body, especially the executive functioning part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, where empathy resides. So judgment quiets. And I'm able to see from a different perspective that is not based in blame or critique. It's in this space of the ventral vagal, which is the social engagement part of the nervous system, 
that is induced and strengthened with loving-kindness meditation. It's that I get to see the world from a bigger picture and the people in it not as a threat, but instead as a friend on the same journey called life. Let's consider what it's like to feel moved by compassion. To feel compassion for others, we must first recognize that another is suffering. It's really difficult to feel compassion for others if we ignore it, if we don't want to see it or go there. Compassion literally means to suffer with. And so it entails being impacted by other people's suffering. And often when this occurs, it's not as bad as we think it's going to be. We actually feel a sense of warmth, caring, and a desire to relieve the person who is suffering in some way, shape, or form. When we cultivate compassion for others, we treat others with understanding rather than judgment, which means we seek to understand and recognize that suffering, failure, and perfection are all part of the human experience. I know I like nerding out on different studies of meditation, but this one is so cool. In one study, they found that loving meditation is proven to increase empathy, compassion, and reduce bias and discrimination. This study found that those who regularly practice loving-kindness meditation are able to increase their capacity for forgiveness, connection to others, self-acceptance, and more. In another study done in 2013, participants of a loving-kindness meditation increased their vagal tone, which is a physiological marker of well-being and feelings of social connection. Remember what I was saying before, that vagus nerve when we're in the ventral vagal, the parasympathetic nervous system, that's our social engagement part of the nervous system. So this gets activated, turned on, and strengthened through the practice of loving-kindness meditation. What is so fascinating and really needs to be a whole episode in its entirety, which I will definitely do soon, are the recent studies that are starting to explore mindfulness practices and their reduction to our cognitive biases and prejudice. These are the automatic errors in our thinking that then impact our judgment of other people. So mindfulness, specifically loving-kindness meditation, has been shown to play an important role in improving social relationships in our society. Studies show that it helps us to see the full context of people's actions. That's the part that reconnects us to our whole brain and body, especially empathy. It decreases our negativity bias, which is largely connected to the old part of the brain, the amygdala, that guard dog that takes in all our sensory information and determines if it's a threat or non-threat. And what's shown is that 
through these practices, the amygdala begins to decrease in gray matter and reactivity. And the other parts of our brain, especially empathy, increase in gray matter and connectivity. Mindfulness practices like loving kindness can broaden our perspective, moving beyond these limiting understandings of others and reminding us that at our core, we all want to be happy and avoid suffering. His Holiness, the Dalai Lama says, realizing that the other person is also just like me is the basis on which we can develop compassion not only towards those around us, but also toward our enemy. Normally, when we think about our enemy, we think about harming him. Instead, try to remember that the enemy is also a human being just like you. In Ram Dass's book, Walking Each Other Home, he teaches the following mindfulness practice. This person has a body and a mind, just like me. This person has feelings, emotions, and thoughts, just like me. This person has experienced physical and emotional pain and suffering, just like me. This person has at some point been sad, disappointed, angry, or hurt, just like me. This person has felt unworthy or inadequate, just like me. This person worries and is frightened sometimes, just like me. This person will die, just like me. This person has longed for friendship, just like me. This person is learning about life, just like me. This person wants to be caring and kind to others, just like me. This person wants to be content with what life has given to them, just like me. This person wishes to be free from pain and suffering, just like me. This person wishes to be safe and healthy, just like me. This person wishes to be happy, just like me. This person wishes to be loved, just like me. That is so beautiful and so helpful when we are having difficulty with another person. Such a beautiful reminder that we are all connected. In Valerie Kaur's book, See No Stranger, she shares her practice of sitting on the train and seeing all those around her as her uncle, her aunt, her friend, sister, brother, an extension of her beloved family. How beautiful and empowering would it be if we could befriend ourselves, life, and all others, seeing no stranger but instead our true connection to each other, metta. This is possible through the practice of loving-kindness meditation. So let's practice, shall we? Finding a comfortable place to be, you can close the eyes and if you'd like, place a hand on your heart. And together, let's breathe deeply in through the nose. Out through the mouth. 
open the mouth, exhale, ah, sigh it out, let it all go. And as you bring your awareness to your breath, breathing into the heart space, envision all those around you. First, perhaps those you love, your friends, partner, family, and then continue to extend outward to encompass coworkers, neighbors, community, out into the whole world. Yes, even the people you don't really like. Now silently repeat the phrases of loving kindness to all those around you, repeating after me. May you be filled with loving presence. May you be safe from inner and outer dangers. May you accept yourself just as you are. May you know the natural joy in life. Now taking an even deeper breath into that beautiful heart of yours. Exhale, let that go. And notice how you feel. Perhaps a softer, more open heart. A boost in your mood, connection to the whole brain and body. Just through that simple practice, our empathy and compassion increased while reducing bias and discrimination. Our vagal tone, that marker of well-being, strengthened and judgmental mind quieted. We got more connected to our true nature, remembering, as Ramdas says, that we are all just walking each other home. For more practices on loving kindness, visit daphnelion.com love. And if you are new to the practice membership, join today for a free week on me and explore the on-demand library full of meditation, breathwork, yoga, workouts, myofascial restorative release, deep breaths for sleep, journaling prompts, and more. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to connect with me on the practice Instagram and send me a message. And it always means the world when you all comment, follow, like, and share with friends and family, which helps spread this message of compassion to all out into the world. So with that, thank you. And may you be filled with loving presence. May you be safe. May you accept yourself just as you are. And may you know the natural joy in life.